Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 95 of the Citrix Session. I'm your host, Andy Whiteside. I've got uh, Bill Sutton, Director of Services, with me today. Bill, how's it going? Going very well, Andy. How about you? That's uh, it's good. I appreciate you jumping on. I just uh, <laughs> just wrapped up uh, a homeowners association impromptu meeting. I somehow found myself on the board, and I'm not. Uh, I don't have the time, and I'm not overly qualified. But uh, you know, got to get involved. Um, got to get involved. So. Sounds like fun. Yeah, it's it's a crazy one too. I won't go into detail here, but it's there's a lot going on in that community. Oh, is that right? Oh, well, you know, it's not all that unlike Citrix, for example. It's um, it's an older community that added additional pods of buildings and people along the way. So, like Citrix versus others. It's got a legacy that has to be brought forward as well as aligning to modern day needs. You know, we've watched Citrix go from legacy Citrix to evolved Citrix. In other words, as a service, uh, sassy uh, networking products, some come, some go, some ideas stick, some don't. Um, You know, Citrix is um, in an interesting position. It's got a very valuable legacy in this space. In fact, everything in the EUC virtual delivery world is kind of based on what Citrix did over the last 30 years. Uh, at the same time, you can show up tomorrow with a brand new product that doesn't have all the baggage and, you know, you can, you can take over and win some opportunities because you don't have all the baggage. Yeah, I, exactly. We see a lot of these smaller startup types and, and newer companies that are in this space that kind of comparing themselves and contrasting themselves with Citrix kind of the old gold standard in some ways, but uh, they all have their own secret sauce or, or purport to have their secret sauce. But it's it's interesting how they all, or many of them anyways, uh, compare themselves to the Citrix environment. Yeah, you, you do what Citrix can do or has done, or you, are you missing a feature? Uh, in some cases, things that Citrix had to code from the ground up can now be done through WebRTC. And, uh, you know, you go from, I don't have that feature to, I have that feature overnight. And yep. You didn't have to invent it. You just had to make it emulate what others have done. It's it's an interesting spot for them to be. I guess it's not so much unlike the, um, and, uh, I guess stay with me here, but the, the American automakers, you know, took the idea of the automobile from Europe, but then they turned around and created the assembly line and the process to make it better. And then now the rest of the world has improved upon that, uh, both the quality of the products potentially, uh, depending on how you look at it, uh, right. as well as the process. And they uh, you know, moved to, let's say, the southern states of the United States without a union to worry about. And they, you know, they eat the American automakers lunch. That's a good analogy. I mean, another one might be the, the disruptive uh, influence of companies like Uber and Lyft on the taxi industry, you know, doing it differently, the same basic thing, but doing it differently and more modern, but basing it on an old, old concept. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't reinvent the wheel. They just made it better. They put rubber right. on and made pneumatic tires and there you go. Now they're exactly. Yeah. Now they're the ones uh, that have the chance to make the money while the dinosaurs, and I don't mean Citrix dinosaur by any means, but, but no. the people that invented the space have to, had to figure out how to retool. And sometimes yeah. retooling is hard. I mean, you saw Citrix with the major layoffs, which happens every every so often. You saw them have to lay off areas of the business that uh, the others may or may not even have to have. Exactly, exactly. And to the, your point about dinosaur, you know, Citrix has continued as we've 
brought up on these calls frequently to innovate. They've continued to innovate over the years and make their product better and are able to compete with a lot of these organizations. It's just interesting to see how many of them kind of try. They kind of, it's kind of the old days, the old early days of VDI and, and Citrix and VMware. It was like every three months they tried to one up one another. I'd have this feature. The other one would catch up and go a little higher than the other one catch up and go a little higher. And uh, now we're seeing this, I think, with startups and smaller companies that are trying to do the same kind of thing. You know, on that topic, let's. Here's how I see that. I mean, Citrix had the product. VMware came out with the product. Uh, Citrix had way more features, including their own protocol. And then VMware, over the time, would try to. Would they would have their own portion of the same thing, and they would even one up them. Right. Uh, and Citrix would have to then. And that's at, at the end of the day that. In the world of virtual app and desktop um, uh, versus Horizon, and then Workspace versus Workspace One, that, that's actually been good for the consumer because nobody got to rest on their laurels. Um, and then at the same time, you have the work spots of the world, maybe the the cameos of the world that have all popped up, and uh, Microsoft AVD of the world that have popped up and and now challenging. It's, got, it's gotten to be a crowded space again, kind of like the, uh, the the United States in terms of um, automotive options. You know, I used to I used to go to in North Carolina. I used to see nothing but Ford, Chevy, Dodge, whatever. And then now you see a whole. You probably see more foreign cars than you see. Uh, American-made products, but you would go to somewhere in Detroit, uh, you would see uh, only American-made products still. And now you go there and you see uh, a lot of uh, foreign products as well. It's, uh, you know, you, you can only stay on top of the hill for so long. Um, you have to continue to evolve. And Citrix is definitely doing that. And that's what we're going to cover today. That's right. Good segue. Yeah. yeah. Um, so let's talk about what's new with Citrix Workspace. And I'll stop and highlight the word workspace um, for a moment. But uh, what's Workspace tw- October 2021? Let's let's try to define workspace real quick. So that's where Citrix takes most of their product set and brings it together under one under one uh, moniker, I guess, maybe. But the, the word workspace and workspace can mean all kinds of things. But it's really the grouping of all the EUC stuff Citrix does under one marketable word that brings in lots of things like the workspace service, the workspace bundle, the workspace app, workspace with intelligence. Um, all these things get bundled up under the word workspace. And we'll try to decipher in this conversation exactly what is getting a, an upgrade or a facelift or an addition. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Uh, talks about uh, the three main pillars of workspace, uh, embracing secure distributed work, boosting worker productivity and cel- um, accelerating uh, IT modernization. That's kind of how the first paragraph starts. And I think that's a, a good way to sum up uh, the workspace piece. And then, you know, the transformation, which during the pandemic, we've seen acceleration of the transformation and people that were putting it off have now had to accelerate their transformation or they doubled down on legacy things like VM, uh, excuse me, uh, well, VMs and specifically uh, VPNs. Yeah, we saw a lot of VPNs when the pandemic uh, first came to light. A lot of folks trying to scramble and do that, but you know, um, we had a, equally as many probably that started embracing remote work via uh, things like Citrix. Do you, do you think that's true though? Do you think we, as the guys that do what we do, we probably didn't see the VPN guys that just doubled down on that bad strategy. Uh, but we did see the guys that uh, already had an inkling of how to solve this through a smarter delivered solution. 
Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, I guess from my perspective, I a lot, you know, where I live, there are a lot of, uh, not a lot, but there's several large employers. And th those are the ones where I, I was surprised to see they were embracing, many of them were embracing VPN technology versus a remote work type solution like Citrix. And uh, I was a little surprised in some ways to see that. Part of that was culture, but part of it was technology. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of it is uh, where their culture was at at the time of the pandemic and whether they doubled down on what they were doing before or whether exactly. they looked exactly. at a new way to do it. Yeah. All right. So the first one here talks about content collaboration, which many of us uh, older guys know as ShareFile and workflows. Um, thoughts on what Citrix has done to maintain relevance uh, in a world where people pretty much get I'll say for free, but entitlements of like OneDrive and other products that uh, simply just can show up in the solution at any point in time. Yeah, I think what this is highlighting and, and fundamentally is number one that they've you know they've got another uh, industry kudo in the IDC marketscape. Um, they've been identified as a, 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 a basically a major player at, in the in the uh, e-signature uh, realm, and then the other thing in terms of uh, improvements to the product, they, you know, malware is on everyone's mind today. I know where I live in Virginia, the state government was hit by a malware attack a couple of days ago, the legislative branch anyway. So malware is on everybody's mind these days, um, ransomware, ransomware, et cetera. And they're including malware detection as part of the offering for ShareFile content collaboration. So you upload a file to ShareFile, it's, it's scanned. And if it's malware is identified, it's uh, isolated and cannot be um, cannot be uh, downloaded or shared. So that's the big feature and enhancement that's come out in October. So Bill, from your perspective, if I'm storing my data in a cloud service for files, I'm specifically talking about files here, yep. by default, even without additional threat protection scanning, is it somewhat or completely safe from ransomware types of locking down of those files by default since it's coming from as a service versus a, a network file share? Well, I think in at rest, I think the answer is definitely yes. But I think the issue is when I pull that Excel spreadsheet or what have you down to my local machine or I open it on my local machine and my machine's infected by malware, that uh, document could effectively be infected. And then when I upload it back or save it back to a share file or other uh, online storage, it would be, it would be scanned and identified as a problem. Or I, you know, someone gives me a file and I upload it to ShareFile, or a customer uploads a file to ShareFile. Um, I know that it's uh, going to be clean, or at least have a reasonable expectation it'll be clean before I download it. Yeah. So my question is really two part. One, the idea of storing my files in something as a service right. automatically gives me a degree of protection I didn't have before and right. the idea that it's safe and secure. And then what Citrix is announcing, or yeah, what they're announcing here is that when you put it up there, it's going to get scanned somewhere in the process, um, either on the way or at rest or both, you tell me. And that adds a degree of, uh, of security and a, a degree of being assured that your data is safe um, because you're using this as a service. Exactly. I think it's I think it's both at rest and when it's it's probably mostly once it reaches them. Uh, so maybe not in transit, but once it, it lands on their environment, it's scanned before you before it's released or allowed to be downloaded. Yeah, probably pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah, it goes back to, you know, the old way 
VPN, the old way, file servers, that stuff's such a right. big footprint and exploitable that people have figured out ways to do that. And most importantly, and this is where I'm a big fan of talking about is make money because of digital currency. They can now quickly and easily make money or digital money, at least uh, off people by attacking, not just for being um, nefarious anymore. It's about making money. And that's why you've seen such a huge uptick in, in this world of ransomware malware attacks. Yeah. Most of them, like you said, uh, they, they ask for payment in, in some sort of uh, cryptocurrency, uh, because it's uh, one of the biggest reasons is they could be they could remain anonymous or nearly anonymous. Yeah. All right. The uh, next section in this blog talks about accelerate um, workforce agility with Citrix app builder and micro apps. Um, is this something that you've had a chance to research or know much about? Uh, I mean, I've read about it here and then a couple of other places. And this is basically they they they've been talking about this for a while. This workspace app builder. Uh, which is really designed to help you help customers be able to build uh, workspace micro apps um, using low code or no code. I think Citrix says in this article, no code. Um, I haven't actually worked with it myself. I was looking to see if it was in my lab environment and I didn't see it there. I haven't looked in our lab environment yet, but uh, I think the idea is that uh, it makes it simpler to build micro apps um, and integrate them with, uh, with your, your systems of record uh, use without having to do a lot of coding, if any. Yeah, I don't know a ton about this either, but I know the promise was exactly like you just said, to be able to create micro apps that can tie into your world uh, and bring productivity to your users quicker without having to engage a third party to, to code it. it my, micro apps is really the idea. You take a SaaS-based application and bring it into your Citrix workspace as an application that's um, integrated beyond just you know, one-click availability, it's single sign-on, it's uh, tied into APIs of your other systems of record. Is that true? That's true, yep. Yeah. They've also added some, uh, if you scroll down a little bit, yeah, they've added some uh, new micro-app integrations, the ability to upload files uh, into your system of record. I, I was kind of surprised that wasn't there before, but maybe it was in certain micro-apps, but uh, the app builder will now allow you to do that, um, to, to configure for that as well as the other two that are there. Yeah, so let's maybe recap for people what life was like without the app builder. And that is you either through the catalog Citrix provided had a micro app available ready to go, uh, or you engaged a third party to code one for you. And in this case, what Citrix is really announcing is the ability to take a stab at creating your own without that third party needed to, to tie it all together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think uh, for our listeners, it's uh, really a matter of being able to take an application and tie it into APIs that are available to deliver real-time data into that application. And that's what the, the tool is providing the novice or the average sysadmin with the ability to take a swing at doing. Yeah, it's interesting. The app builder, I just found it and clicked on it. It's powered by Podio. Well, you know, I'm a big fan of Podio. There's lots of things Podio can do. Um, and I think in the long run, the value of that product and Citrix buying it 10 years ago is is going to uh, show up either because of what it could do or what it's been evolved to do. Yes, exactly. I agree. All right. Uh, this next little section talks about COVID-19 self-certify integration. Um, I don't know what that means. Yeah, I think what they've done is created a micro app. Um, if I 
if I read this correctly, uh, or, or they've created a set of steps that you can build a micro app that will allow for your employees to self-certify that they are COVID free, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. I think there was a race condition and I got caught up in a couple of people who wanted to do this to create a system of record for vaccine status, testing results, that kind of stuff. And it looks like Citrix is created a way to bring that into workspace for its customers that have that need, which is probably most of them. Yeah, exactly. And I apologize for the background noise. Uh, of course, you know, as soon as we get on the podcast, I, uh, my yard guy shows up. Yeah. Well, as a guy that's raked leaves for five weeks in a row, um, I don't know. I'm probably envious. All right. The uh, next section talks about uh, Citrix analytics uh, for security and tying that into this massive portfolio or product set of Splunk that allows you to aggregate all this into one place and dissect it. Uh, I have to assume there's a lot of Citrix customers out there that have Splunk as a primary uh, SIM type of thing for their, their security operations center. Exactly. Yeah, I think here what they're talking about is the ability to get that data from analytics for security into Splunk and then cross-reference or correlate it with other security-oriented data so the SOC teams have visibility into the whole picture. Yeah, I was trying to explain to my family, especially my college-age son the other day, the analytics piece and how that's the future and being able to ingest that and make something of it that the average person can understand either through a picture or a report. Uh, there's tons of value in that. Yeah, there's a lot of, uh, you know, that's a whole new industry, the whole data analytics and computational modeling. And, you know, some of it's been around for a while, but the prevalence of data in, in platforms like analytics for security and Splunk and so forth beyond that, um, it's really making that a whole, whole nother industry or career uh, is data analysis and data science. It's pretty amazing. Well, in the, in the, marketing term I used for them, which I think applies here is a data-driven business, whether it's on the security side or the financial side or exactly. HR side, you name it. It's, 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 you can't just run it from your gut anymore. You can, but you really need data to back those moves up. Exactly. So the next piece of this uh, part of the conversation around security uh, analytics and getting more out of that is, um, um, the Access Assurance Dashboard, which is a visual that is available as part of your service, workspace service, uh, that allows you to see where requests and things are coming from worldwide, which for international and maybe just even you know, national organizations, a quick visual on where these requests are coming from can't hurt and provide you with some assurance of where your people are working from or where requests are coming from that aren't your people. Yeah, it basically shows you a heat map here, as you can see in the picture, to uh, to identify you know, where the logins are coming from and if there's any anomalies. Yeah. Yeah, these are things that we've wanted for a long time. And again, having having things as a service or at least aggregators of things um, provide this data and analytics that can now be put into visual representations that, um, you know, you're not digging through login files or, or um uh, event viewer files like we did in the past to try to figure out what's happening and you can quickly and easily consume that. Yes. Uh, optimize work with Citrix virtual app and desktop service. This is 
well, let's say virtual app and desktop is the granddaddy of Citrix and specifically virtual app and desktop services when we make that uh, a, a consumable product through the platform Citrix offers online, um, starting with um, uh, service continuity as one of the pieces they're highlighting here. Yeah, I mean, service continuity is kind of what it implies, and that is with the, with the service, the uh, the ability to maintain uh, to maintain connectivity in the event of a cloud outage, um, and it's now available on Linux endpoints at Chrome and Edge uh, using a browser. It was historically, and it still is available in the Workspace app, but uh, the ability to do it using the Workspace for Web through certain browsers is now uh, now added in here. Yeah, I think this really talks about uh, other workspace apps and browsers, uh, service continuity, so that when, and I'm going to be more specific here, Citrus Cloud, the platform as a service isn't available to broker connections. You've got some degree of cached information that allows it still to go and try to get to where it you know, was directed to last time. Yeah, the information is stored on the endpoint. So in this case, in the in this uh this, this add-in to the Chrome and Edge browsers, uh, as well as the Workspace app, it stores the uh, the files that are needed for access there. Yeah. Uh, next piece says increased data retention inside of Citrix Director. So I think this is where Citrix is giving uh, its uh, customers a little bit of a of um, uh, let's just say additional uh, data trending where by default it was 90 days. Now it's going up uh, to 365 days. So you at least get a 365 day uh, view of what's in Citrix Director. Yeah, exactly. The retention rate is just uh, now now a year instead of uh, three months. Now is that for all, all different um, product versions? It doesn't really say here, but it, it reads as if it's for everything. Yeah, it's hard to say. It's, it's under the category of the service, but um, it could be everything. I, I don't know. We'll have to look into that one. Yeah, and I think for our listeners, what I would point out is we are talking about Director as a service, which is part of virtual app and desktop as a service, which can be part of workspace as a service. <laughs> yeah. And uh, in the past, when you had the on-premises version, you could store as much as your license entitled to you to and as much as, as much data retention as you want to have. This is the as a service piece. Uh, that allows you to have 365 up from 90 days. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, back in the uh, on the on-premises days, and it may still be the case, like you said, it depended on the license that they had as to how much retention you were able to keep. Um, next part, automatic uh, automated configuration tool. Uh, recent update allows you to um, take the MCS data uh, from on-premises, it says on-prem here. I'm using this moment to point out to the world, the word is not on-prem, it's on-premises, uh, to cloud reducing migration times, I guess for people going from the on-premises perpetual license world to as a service, this uh, speeds up some of their deployment time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this is just about being able to get the uh, get those uh, catalogs moved quickly. Um, we actually are in the process or soon we'll be using this for a large customer to get their catalogs migrated to the cloud. And you think about it, you know, those catalogs are typically tied to a hypervisor connection, a hosting connection, and being able to do that easily, quickly, particularly if you have a lot, a large number of delivery groups or a large number of machine catalogs, rather. Um, being able to do that in an automated way uh, is huge. Yeah. Uh, and then the final bullet here, uh, restart scheduling in Citrix Studio. Honestly, I, would have, I thought this was already in Studio as part of the service, uh, but I guess not. 
And so now your ability to um, drive through the UI to set these restart policies uh, is now in there. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that had. I think you're right. I think that has been in there. I think all they're doing is refining it and, and allowing for certain custom times and dates. I think I'd have to go back and look at it myself, but I think initially it was oh. based based on selectable dates and times, or maybe times like you know one o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock, but not custom times. So I think they're just refining it a little bit, making it a little bit more uh, customizable than perhaps in the past. That's just kind of a educated guess, I guess, I suppose. No, I think you're right. I think I just overlooked the word custom when I was reading through this earlier. And uh, you're right. You can be more granular, granularly define what's happening for your restart policies. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, they have the next uh, paragraph here, which talks about even more things that are listed in a different article. We we won't jump into those now, but uh, you know, again, kudos to Citrix for continuing to evolve their entire workspace portfolio, but specifically things as a service, so that it not only has what the on-premises piece has, but also has additional features and functionalities. They've promised all along that the as a service pieces of their business would, would lead the way going forward, not be a, uh, uh, not just react to what was available before. Yes, exactly. They have continued to innovate and, and as you said, evolve the technology and evolve the feature set. Um, and obviously the service, service gets those features first uh, and then they make their way to the on-premises version. Yeah. Uh, this next uh, piece talks about uh, Citrix now doing what uh, most companies are doing or should do, which is providing roadmap. So it's not just uh, us reviewing things that have come out. It's us seeing what is coming out. And I think as things continue to progress as fast as they must in this day and age, uh, I think it's good for companies like Citrix to open up this view to its customers and potential customers. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we used to get this information in, in special briefings where we were sworn to secrecy, and it's nice to see the the uh, transparency and putting this out there now for customers to to consume and ask questions about. Yeah, yeah I really think they have to because there's so many other players in the space now that are making strides to catch up with things that Citrix has done. Not not all of them by by any means. And you know, I'll, I'll make my statement here when I go to do a project, uh, Citrix and maybe one other are ones that I think I can go and have a large likelihood to be successful with and not get you know a third of the way through the project and find out there's a feature that's missing that the customer finds uh, incredibly important. Uh, that's why we're still big Citrix partners and continue to be and will continue to be. Yeah, exactly. Uh, one other quick announcement here is the, uh, the, the recap for the Citrix Launchpad series they ran. Uh, whether it's uh, personalize your work, uh, work your way, Microsoft Teams, modernize workflows, Rike integrations with ShareFile and Podio and Write Signature and uh, Citrix Analytics ad for Splunk. Splunk. Uh, all those things are things you can catch up through the uh, Citrix Launchpad tool. Yeah, that, that's a, a, a series. A pretty, Actually, it's pretty good. I watched a couple of them and they were actually really good, I thought. Yeah, Citrix does a good job of delivering content out to their partners and customers, uh, which is something that uh, should be applauded. Agreed. Well, Bill, that gets us to the end of this one. I appreciate you joining. I know you got a busy day just like I do and taking time to do this and share through this medium, including what is now happening where we're posting a lot of this on our YouTube channel. So there's 
two ways to consume either through the podcast mechanisms or through our YouTube channels is Integra YouTube channel, but uh, appreciate you joining and we'll look forward to doing this again and we'll get the rest of the group together. We'll try to get back to our Monday schedules. We're recording this on a Wednesday, which kind of threw people for a loop. Yeah. Yeah. I, I enjoyed Andy. So I appreciate you including me. All right, sir. Well, uh, look forward to seeing you and uh, I'm going to see you after the holidays in Nashville. We're doing our, our company sales kickoff and, uh, gonna have a little fun, and so look forward to seeing the rest of the group. Yeah, should be fun. All right, with that, we'll uh, we'll let you go. Thanks for joining. All right, thanks.